You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you? Yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. All right, welcome on in, everybody. I'm really excited because I recently got to connect with somebody. Probably the Cosmic Stars brought us together because I had an incredible reading with her. And then I was just on her YouTube channel breaking down the curious case of Natalie Gr- Natalia Grace. Please welcome Natalie from Femtero. What's going on, Natalie? Oh, good. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here, Zach. And thank you for having me. And I'm excited about all the stuff that we're going to be talking about today. Yes. So, well, we we broke down the curious case of Natalia Grace, which was wild, wild, mind wild, blowing. wild, mind blowing. Um, she's a young woman that has dwarf that struggles with dwarfism. And uh, she was a she was in the is the foster care system. She was up for adoption. She'd been, you know, with multiple different families. She came from the Ukraine originally. And then her most recent family that adopted her, they had lots of issues with her. They claimed that she tried to harm them and harm their children, even though she was about a nine-year-old girl. But then they were convinced that she wasn't nine years old. So they had um, they had the state legally change her age, which was later incorrect. And she really was a little girl. And they ended up abandoning her. And they left her. They got her an apartment. They paid rent for a year. And they left her to kind of fend for herself, which was wild. But they claimed that she was this con artist that was really an adult that came to terrorize their family. And she's claiming, no, I was just a little girl that was adopted into your family. And you guys were total assholes to me. And the worst part is that now that the the parents are divorced, they're blaming each other. That's the thing. Like the dad is blaming the mom for all the abuse and all the stuff that happened. So it's really, really wild. Anyone who hasn't heard of the case, I suggest you look into it. Because it, it is fascinating. And actually, I feel that this case is a great case to sort of showcase the issues with the adoption system and how it's not serving the kids. Absolutely. It's not it's, re, it's not serving the kids. It's not serving the parents because they don't get the support. But yeah, it, it's a very interesting case for yeah. sure. And the documentary, there's a docuseries out uh, called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. And the docuseries follows the um, the court trial that is ongoing with the parents, uh, Michael and Christine, who were Natalia's adoptive parents because they were later charged with neglect of a person that has a disability. Um Unfortunately, they weren't charged with neglect of a child because, like I said, they legally had her age changed so that she, according to the state, was an adult rather than a young girl. How they were even able to pull that off is wild. And we discuss all of that on the Femterra YouTube channel. So go and subscribe and catch that because we dive into it. She does a whole reading into Natalia, Christine, Michael, and just the situation overall, which was fascinating. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, there are lots of other cases as well that I've looked into. Um, I've done some crude crime, a cr true crime, such as the staircase, for instance. That was a huge thing. Mm. Remember the staircase? Have you watched the documentaries no. on? True All right. Crime, that's not true. Crime scares me. I don't like true crime because I feel like true crime always has to do with like a murder. And then at the end of it, they're like, and the murder is still like for the first 48 hours. Like, I hate those because then they're like, and the man is still out there. If you have a tip, please call this number. I was like, I don't want to give you a tip. I want you to tell me <laughs> that he's gone and locked away and can't get me. Then I think he's like in my backyard. True. You've got a point. You've got a point. So let's stay, you know, let's keep the positivity going. No true crime here today because we've got other things to talk about. I think juicier stuff. Yes, we have a lot of reality TV scandals and just like things that I need to pick your brain about because I feel like you're going to have a lot more insight than I do. I can just read the situation, but you can read deeper into the situations. So we just wrapped last week the Vanderpump Rules reunion part three with Tom Sandoval, Raquel Levis, Ariana Maddox. I'm very I know you've covered this a bit on your own channel, but I'm curious what your read on the situation is now with where they're at concluding from this reunion going into the new season of Vanderpump Rules because there's an 11 season that's now in the works. What do you see happening with Tom and Raquel moving forward? Okay, this is interesting because a couple of weeks ago, I did uh, do a reading around the the Raquel and uh, Sandoval situation and the next season of Vanderpump because people have been asking me, what is the next what is the next season going to look like? Because now the cast just don't want to film with Raquel. They definitely don't want to film with Sandoval. Schwartz is sort of stuck in the middle. I feel that Schwartz in time, if he kind of distanced himself from Sandoval, which we've been hearing that he has, let's see how long that's going to last um, because he does have Stockholm syndrome. That's Schwartz definitely has Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. And I feel Raquel does too. Mm -hmm. And it was proven at this last part of the reunion on this one-on-one -on -one that she had with Andy. And um, in my opinion, not, not with Andy, sorry, with the producer, mm -hmm. the producer that was that interviewed her six days after the reunion. And that's the first time we see Raquel super vulnerable and crying and really feeling the pain. I felt the pain personally of Raquel. And I, what I could read through that was that there there is regret okay she's regretful but i do feel that she's so emotionally attached to the idea of sandoval mm. not sandoval the idea of sandoval um and so listen it's complicated yeah. i do people have asked me she's coming back i said 50 50 i do say i i did say that she wants to come back but i feel and I felt and I saw during the reading that her parents, her family are going to prevent that from happening as much as they can. She's an adult. Yeah. She can make her own opinion like they can't really stop her unless there is a serious mental disorder there. Um, which I'm I'm not a psychiatrist. I, I, I cannot diagnose her, but I can tell you from what I'm picking up, there is definitely something there. And it's not autism. I've been saying I feel it's more like uh, PPD, like uh, borderline personality disorder. Um, and the fact that 
she probably has a lot of PTSD from her childhood. I don't know a lot about her childhood, but I do know that she is adopted by her aunt, basically her mom's sister. Um, so to answer your question, how I see it moving forward, I do see that this relationship, they, they never broke up in my opinion. I remember they, they made a statement or, uh, was it Raquel that made a statement after the first part of the reunion yeah. saying that, you know, we've broken up. No, that was damage control. In my opinion, I do feel that they are still together, um, and they will continue to being, to be together for a while. Sandoval will, and I'll tell you why. They've got two, my in my opinion, two reasons. Raquel wants to be with Sandoval because she loves the idea of she sees him as a rock star. Yeah, she does. So, I know. Yeah, it's so wild though, but like it's true. It's true. The warm with the mustache is a rock star for Raquel. Sandoval, on the other hand, to fate to save face. He'll have to stick to this relationship for yeah. a while. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, what was why, this all worth? What do you think, Zach, though? What's your opinion? How do you see it? Because you're very, you're very intuitive yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think she's infatuated with him. And I think he's infatuated with, or he's in love with sneaking around. He's in love with the idea of getting away with something and being able to have his cake and eat it too. He He's somebody that needs his ego stroked. And I think that's part of the reason he disconnect, disconnected from Ariana wasn't the lack of intimacy, but the lack of gassing him up. I think he needs somebody that can validate him more than he needs somebody that can blow him, even though that was his excuses. It's not enough sex for me and blah, 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 blah. That's not, I don't think that that's what it is. I think he just, he wants his ego fed and Raquel is so enamored with him and enamored with this, like you said, rock star lifestyle that he seems to be, you know, putting on a show for. And I think that's what he gets off on. So I think once that, they're going to have to bet on, on this relationship a bit more. After that third part of the reunion, when we see her interview at the end, part of me did think maybe I can see her coming back and dumping Santa. Cause I also think she's very fame driven. And I think that's why she yeah. continues to put herself into these situations. Cause she didn't have to show up at the reunion. And she honestly came and she took it like a champ. They came at her hard and, and she took it and then was laughing on her way af- out afterwards with Sandoval. So I think with her, I can see her going the opposite direction and breaking up with Sandoval in order to stay on the show, in order to stay in the good graces with the other girls on the show and say, he like, I can very easily see her going to Lala and be like, he manipulated me. I didn't know any better. I feel like I feel like shit. And I'm so sorry that I hurt Ariana, whether that's genuine or not. I don't know if I would believe that she's genuinely doing that, but I would believe her motive would be to stay on the show. So she's either going to stay with him and they're going to go all in because they're going to trauma bond together through this crazy wild experience. And they're just going to ride it out until they really realize they can't hold it together anymore because they were never really in love. Or she's going to flip the other way and she's going to turn on him and paint him out to be a villain and paint it out as like he was grooming her and manipulating her. And he was the one convincing her to lie, which... I get, but at the same time, I'm also like, but you're also, you're pushing 30, girl. Like, you are a grown adult. People told you this was wrong. You knew that this was wrong. Yeah. You knew what you were doing. Like, at some point, you need to have accountability for yourself. Um, so, yeah, I can see her going one of two ways. Him, I can see coming back regardless. I don't know 
what that's going to look like for him necessarily. But I I mean, this group has been through so many crazy wild fractures in their friend group, and they've always continued to come back together. And I think that in some way, shape or form, they will. I agree. And you know, when you said that, I, I feel that Raquel is going to come back more, more so to redeem herself in a sense. Yeah. But here's the thing. As a beauty queen, she can't live with knowing that her reputation was salvaged in that way. Right. Exactly. And you know what? She said that. I don't know if you noticed, but she said, well, I don't have anyone else. She said that during that interview. She said, well, in this group, I don't have any well, anyone else. I only have Sandoval. And this is why I initially, you know, got close with, with Sandoval. It was because he was so open and so good to me. Lala wasn't. Sheena wasn't. You know, it was just Ariana and Sandoval pretty much that opened up their arms and just welcomed, it, welcomed her in. Um, and then, you know, James has a new relationship now. So it's, that's, I, I agree. I think this is the direction I feel that she will come back. It will only find out at the last minute. That's what I read. That's what I saw through the cards that she is, this will be announced or decided last minute. Now we'll see, because then we have Jackson, Brittany coming back. I don't know how that's going to look like. What do you think? I hear that there's a spinoff that they're bringing with some of the former cast members that they're building together. Do you have any read on that? Can you touch into any of that? I'm hearing that Jax and Brittany probably not coming back to. So I don't know if Vanderpump Rules is going to move forward in the way that we think it's going to move forward. There is an 11th season that I think that they're working on, but I believe there's a spinoff that involves some of the former cast members, probably Jax, Brittany and Kristen. Um, maybe some of the current cast members switching on over to the other show. I don't envision Stassi coming back. That was my question. Do you think Stassi's no, coming back? No. I don't envision her coming back. I think she's moved. So I've I had her on the show a few weeks ago, and I just think she's so far moved on from this chapter what? of her life that she doesn't want to go back. She doesn't organically talk to all. Well, I guess a few of them. She talks to Katie. She talks to Lala. Um, but I don't think she really likes Sheena all that much. I don't think she likes Jackson Brittany all that much. I don't think she's that well connected with Kristen to want to go back into that environment of True. that group of people. You know, I think her life is just different. Whereas Jackson Brittany want it. And I feel like if Jackson Brittany return, it's going to really affect their relationship. I think they're better off reality television than they are on reality television because I feel like it's going to be bad for their relationship. I agree, but I, I, well, let's hope not. Let's hope not because now Jack seems to have grown a little bit. I mean, you, it, on these podcasts, like Sheena's podcast, on his podcast, you can see, uh-uh, the old Jacks is still in there. You he's know, there. there is that still, he's not changed completely. I feel he's just more savvy regarding his reactions and what he says, but the old Jacks is still in there, I can tell you. So it will be interesting, but I just personally i just don't want to go back to the old vpr formula i just don't we moved on from that i hope we move on from that same with some of the housewives just yeah. this me as a viewer uh, as a fan 
Well, and I think this whole Scandival thing was like a learning lesson for them to be like, okay, we can't keep making the same mistakes we were making in our 20s now that we're pushing 40. Like if any, like that's why this scandal is so big because it's like there were higher stakes. There was a nine-year relationship. There was a house. There were businesses. There's, you know, other friendships and collateral damage that like has now been affected. When you're like 22 cheating on your girlfriend, the stakes are low. What, you're going to lo- break your lease and, you know, you're going to lose your $500 deposit? Oh, the world's ending but like you know now there are much higher stakes and you know i think can i can i tell you something and it's probably going to be an unpopular opinion yeah but because i know ariana is up here right now and everyone's that but here's some a few things that i picked up as a viewer and as an intuitive right watching the, the 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 reunion parts and, and things that I picked up that Ariana was saying through the screaming match during that, I mean, it got a little bit ugly and aggressive yeah, at some yeah. point, but especially James, sit down, James. I know. Right. I mean, that was a little bit too much in my opinion, but here's the thing. I personally feel that if I, two things, I don't feel that Ariana and Raquel were besties. They were friends. They hanged out a lot. Probably Sandoval helped bring them together because it was convenient. He could have the girlfriend and the mistress Mm -hmm. the same time, meaning spend time with them and hang out with them. One, I do feel that maybe that was put out more for the shock value of the cheating, you know, where everyone said, but she was your best friend. And how could you? Number two, aside from that, I don't know if you picked it up. And Zach, you pick stuff up a lot. I feel like like your antenna is just... I picked up that Ariana, if it was some random girl or some girl she knew, like an acquaintance or someone she knew, I don't feel that would have been a deal breaker. I kind of pick up, I'm probably going to get, you know, lynched for this, but you guys, we're all in tighter opinion and no one is saint. We're all, we all have faults. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel that she would have forgiven and which is probably why she forgave Tom in the past. Yeah. When you're not in, when you are struggling with your body and the way you see your body and self-esteem issues that we know that Ariane, she's been vocal and open about it for years regarding her body which I feel this is what's causing this sort of you know like uh, just not her being that sexual or wanting to be intimate with her boyfriend I feel that in some way she's like okay I'll forgive him because he's a guy he might need it once in a while I'm not giving it to him as often or not so maybe he'll just lay off me he'll just leave me alone if once in a while you know, he does it and then he yeah. comes back. My opinion, and some couples do have this agreement. It's not an open relationship. That's not an open relationship. In my opinion, is just like, we've got issues. I'm okay with you like once in a blue moon to sort of like stray, yeah. but you always come back to me. 
I agree with both of those things. I think the level of friendship that she had, I think she was good friends with with Raquel, but I don't think that they were really best friends. I think that that really just built upon the narrative that was being spun in the media is that they were best friends because you can tell she had other friends that she was closer to. I think even Sheena was a closer friend, but Raquel was around a lot and they had to film the show. So I think there was a real friendship there, but I think Raquel really started to gravitate more towards Sandoval and she probably was just hanging out with Ariana by proxy just because she was trying to get closer to Sandoval and trying to be around him more and that's where her friendship with Ariana really started to build and then the second point that you made what was the second point um about Ariana about the cheating that oh the cheating more- yes 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 yeah yep because I mean look at she ex- she wrote for him and excused the whole Miami girl situation so I think you're exactly. right I think there are deep insecurities within herself that I mean and she says it in that that finale that they filmed afterwards where she's like I would have changed everything about me that you weren't happy with I would have gone to the end of the world for you and I believed that you know I think she puts on this image of like I'm not going to change for a man and I am who I am and I think that there is that grit and there is that toughness in her but I do really believe that she was so in love with him that she would have changed anything about herself to keep him satisfied and she knew that and I think there was a fear that she wasn't able to fully satisfy him and people that have those insecurities and those body image issues I mean that's why she wore her shirt during bed even though he was so disgusted by her wearing her shirt during sex I feel like it was because there was just this you know she wore the shirt so that she didn't feel seen naked because she didn't want to be vulnerable because she was probably struggling to connect with him in that moment you know and not just that, sometimes in the heat of the moment, you'll just won't take your T-shirt off. You, you know, yeah. some guys don't take their socks off. I hate it. I but hate that. No, I do, make them take right? their socks. Off. I'm like, do you want to take it? No, that's not a that's a rule. But when you're in the heat of the moment, nope. you're like, OK, let's get let's that's get to a rule. it. Yeah, you know? no, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, but it is a rule. You cannot come <laughs> into my bed without taking your socks. off. I agree. No it's socks. so weird. It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> But yeah, what do you see for Ariana moving forward? Well, I mean, listen, everything's Ariana right now. She's getting her coin good for her because she needs to afford to move out. Yeah. She needs to move out. And I have seen her. She's going to be moving out, not Tom Sandoval. Now, I don't know how Tom's going to be able to afford the house on his own. I'm just saying because he's not getting any sponsors. Right. Ariana's getting everything. Uh, how I see Ariana moving forward, that's a good question. And let me just throw some cards because I, I haven't done a reading on Ariana recently, specifically on Ariana's future. So that's going to be, but in way, a couple of months ago when Scandal broke out and I did read and I did read Ariana, I did see that she's going to do great. She's going to thrive through this. She's a smart girl. So she's, she, she's going to make things happen for her, but I'm just going to pull a couple of cards since we're just looking into this. What can, yeah. What can you tell me about Ariana? Future of Ariana. Well, she's already coming out of it. So she's already healing from this relationship. There's a lot of work to be done and I feel that, but she's a tough cookie. She's not going to really show people, but she is working on herself and healing. Lots and lots and lots of options, you know, sponsorships. She might start a podcast too. She might get some kind of like, she might, oh, look what came through. After show, there might be, this is going to be a huge trend right now. 
after shows for shows, for reality shows. Trust you, believe you me, that's coming. So they might next season have sort of like an after show where some of the casts um, are going to be talking about what happened during the episode, mm. you know, or sort of behind the scenes or their perspective. So, but I see she's going to be busy, but at some point things are going to die down for Ariana. You know, things are going to die down for her and she's not going to be the woman of the hour anymore. Um, people are going to move on because other scandals are going to break out and other stuff are going to break out because that's how the world turns. But I still feel that Ariana, her, her business, I'm worried a little bit about their business, their sandwich shop. Okay. I feel that she's tied up a lot of money and assets and savings in that business. I'm not sure. If they, do, do you know if they have investors? Do they have anyone investing were, or is it just the two of them? They were trying to get investors. And I don't know if that mm -hmm. ever came to fruition, but I know that was something that they were in pursuit of. Because I, I, I'm a little bit worried about the sandwich shop. I feel that in the beginning, there's going to be a huge hype because people will want to support Ariana and Katie. And of course, everyone's curious. So everyone's going to definitely, you know, do the whole Instagram and TikTok stuff on um, in um, the sandwich shop. But I'm a little bit worried about her money and her business venture in the future. Um, I'm just going to pull another card. Yeah, but I do see... Uh, not this year, but I do see sort of towards the end of next year and a year from now, I do see that Ariana will start. We'll see her in a very different role or she's she's going to work on something else, not VPR on okay. her own. You see so her that's going to be interesting. Up. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but it's the business aspect of things and the financial aspect of things yeah. that worries me a little bit at this point. Yeah, because there's so much hype around it now, but it's like when something rises, it's always going to have to come back down at some point. It will, because people will move on. You know how people's attention span and how people's focus is like a goldfish. We're all, because there's so much information and we have social media and we've got these, you know, two minute, one minute videos and we get bored and we swipe up. This is, it's, it's how our brains work now. So people are just going to move on to the next best thing or the next thing that fascinates them. Yeah. That's how the world works. So um, I hope she makes a, she's got a good business advisor and she's got people around her to advise her um, in a way where she can safeguard her money or her investment, which is her business right now. And, you know, she needs to get out of that house as well, just for her own mental health, her own healing journey or healing journey, as um, Whitney Rose likes to call it. Do you see her ever forgiving Raquel? No, no. Really? No, that's never happening. You know why? Because I feel that what connected Ariana and Raquel wasn't common interests, wasn't the lifestyle, wasn't it was the show, the group of friends and Sandoval. Mm. If that's no longer there, that's not the glue anymore. Ariana will never. I mean, can you do you see any? I've never seen the chemistry between no, Ariana. I've never I just seen, feel like I've never seen the mm -hmm. chemistry between Raquel and any of them. I mean, other than Sandoval, but yeah. it's just because she has the puppy dog eyes for Sandoval. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it works for, but she just doesn't, I feel that it's done. Even like 10 years from now, 
they're so different as people. I feel that they're, they're on very separate paths in life. And that's it. You know, it's not I don't see it happening. Do you see the show continuing on for many more years? Or do you know no, the show's no. coming to an end? No, I've said one more season and yeah. then it's done. I said the same. And I said the next season should be a short season and it should be like the final season. I agree. They need to end it on a high. And I feel like this next season is the perfect way to end it. Now they have the new Vanderpump Villa show that's going to be coming out. Now that there's this rumor of this new Vanderpump Rules spinoff that's coming with the other cast members. I think they'll probably film this final season, season 11, and then use that to transition off onto the next show. And I think they're hoping this, that this Vanderpump Villa show will pick up steam, but I don't think it will. I don't I don't either. It's going to be like a Vanderpump Dogs thing, yeah. you know? And that didn't it's go gonna... anywhere, yeah. Yeah, that didn't go anywhere. I mean, people want something fresh. We want fresh, like as viewers, not as commentators, but as viewers, yeah. we want something fresh. And look at the Housewives already. OC um, started again and people were like, uh, 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 you know, it was lackluster. People were like, there wasn't enough drama. And then you have a lot of drama in New Jersey and people are like, enough for the drama. Yeah. Make it make sense. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you see happening with the this New York reboot that they're trying to launch? Do you think that there's any legs there? Yes and no. I think it might it might pick up slow. It might sort of pick up momentum slowly because people are. You've got the Roni, like you've got like a real uh, fan, sort of real fans of Roni who they want, you know, Dorinda back. They want Luann. They want Tinsley. Yeah, the, the Tinsley or Tinsley? Tinsley, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tinsley. Um, see, I forgot her name already. Um, so who want that? So I feel that you've got these hardcore old, sort of like the OG fans that will go in watching the new one, the new um, New York show, Skeptic, they'll be quite skeptical with that. I'm sure they're going to nitpick everything because that's what viewers do when a new show starts or a new season. I don't know. I keep, I want to say that that's not going to last more than two or three seasons and I'm being generous. Yeah. I just feel like overall as an audience, we're fatigued with what we've seen so far. And I don't know yeah. what that next sort of, reality television you know direction is going to be or unscripted I mean I feel like people are, are subscribing more to like documentaries and stuff but I just feel like yeah. what we loved about housewives culture is now just starting to fade even though it's becoming more mainstream I feel like it maybe has a good two years now that it's reached it's kind of like mainstream peak and Bravo needs to do something with those two years otherwise the network's going to really start to circle the drain that's what I've said. That's what I've said. I said that months ago that I said the Bravo scene is changing. The, the housewives scene is changing. Um, some housewives in a couple of years from now, some of the franchises will no longer be. So, you know, I feel that some of them will get eventually canceled. I mean, Salt Lake is one of them. Sorry, but yeah. I do feel that that's going to get canceled soon. You know, and it has nothing to do with Jen Shaw or Mary. Salt Lake and Dubai, I feel like aren't, and I think they're, the they're the two newest ones. And I think it's because we as an audience are invested in the, the veterans, the OGs, because we've followed them on their journeys for so long. I don't want to see a, a New York reboot with seven new women that I have to get to know and emotionally invest with. Right. I, 
I like the old broads that I got to know and love for the good and the bad, the highs and the lows. And we've been on this journey with them since the beginning that getting to emotionally invest in seven, five, six new women, you know, on three new shows, Salt Lake, Dubai, you know, New York, like it's just it's not there, you know. Yeah, I agree. And Dubai, it's, I feel that Dubai, I have to, I have to admit, I only watched a couple of episodes of Dubai. I couldn't get into it. There was, I couldn't see the chemistry between the women. It felt forced. Even the fights kind of felt forced. I don't know. It's just, there is no connection there. Hopefully season two will be better, but I don't see it. I just don't. I'm sorry. I just don't. They had their chance with season one and they blew it that like, they're just wasting their budget on continuing to produce it. I agree. So we'll see. We'll see with Dubai and Salt Lake. But um, is there a new, Zach, did you, I heard that there is a new franchise that they're filming right now. I don't remember where though. Somewhere outside Boston or Chicago. Am I wrong? Um, I've heard rumblings of it, I but there have always kind of been rumblings. It was like okay. Nashville and, and New Orleans. Nashville. And, mm. Yeah. And so there have been rumble. I think they probably tried to test them and taped pilots hoping to greenlight them. Um, but I don't know if any of them has fully been picked up and is moving forward. But like the castings go out all the time. They film all of the time. And then, you know, the network ultimately decides whether or not they want to move forward with the show. But as of right now, I don't think they need to add any more. I think we have enough right now. And the franchises we have on right now are struggling. Well, I've got some a little bit of a teeth. So I know um, personally one of the ex-housewives, the housewives from D.C. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're trying to make that happen. Just saying. To reboot it? Slightly different, though. It's not going to be called DC. It's not going to be called the Housewives of Washington, D.C. It's going to be a little bit outside. So it could be Maine. It could be. Um, but there there are some discussions, talks, and possibly they, ha- they haven't started filming. I'm just saying they're still talking about it. They're still discussing. So that's. Um, that's interesting. OK, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because she she told me because so and I and I believe her. But so we'll see. So we might if we start seeing more of these um, ex DC housewives popping up at podcasts and interviews, we know why. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, what about <laughs> the upcoming season of Beverly Hills? Do you have any predictions for that? Good question. I haven't even thought of it, and I haven't even looked looked into it. Is this again Erica Jane's redemption season? Yeah, I think Erica Jane is going to come across much nicer this season. Uh, Again, people have moved on because there have been other stuff going on. So the focus is not going to be on Erica Jane. And plus, she hasn't been found guilty of anything. anything, So she hasn't been charged with anything. She hasn't been charged with anything, regardless what has been going around um, and whether she is guilty by proxy. That could be. But there are no charges. So. Yeah, there it might be a redemption, but I don't feel that this is going to be, and it has nothing to do with Rena leaving um, the show. I just don't think it's going to have the same appeal or the same energy into Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, to me, it is the epitome of housewives. It is, you know, the most expensively produced housewife, I'm going to say. 
But at the same time, it's so heavily like the women themselves take on the role of producer, especially the OGs. And it is so heavily produced now that it doesn't seem organic, in my opinion. So I hope I'm wrong, but I don't have massive expectations. Kathy's not coming back. Rena's not coming back. Not that I love Rena, but Rena brought something. Yeah. I mean, it got dark last season, but she does always bring it. She knows how to stir the pot. She's the bone carrier. So at the end of the day, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I don't have high hopes. What do you think? What, how do you, what I do you feel about it? I don't have high hopes either. I just don't know how organically connected the women are. I feel like the issue is, like you said, there's a lot of self-producing. You know, I think Dorit self-produces herself way too much now. I think Kyle self-produces yeah. herself way too much now. Um, you know, Garcelle and Sutton, I think they're great in the sense that the audience loves them, but I think it's because they pander to the audience. They do whatever the audience wants them to do, which also feels disingenuous. So when you have people like Kyle and Dorit, whose guard is up and they're not really showing, they're not letting their guard down, but also understandably because when they have in the past, the audience has dragged them and ripped them apart and like, you know, gone so hard at them. And then you have like Sutton and Garcelle who are really just trying to appease the audience because they enjoy being the fan favorites. Um, so I think it'll be an interesting season moving forward. I I don't know. I just feel like Housewives overall are just, we're coming to the end of the era. I'm with you. I'm with you. Why do I feel Sutton is going to be the villain this year, this season? Just saying. I just have a feeling. I can see that. I can see that. I can see Sutton coming, the tiger Sutton think, coming out. I think it's always kind of been there. But we've just yes. had Rinna and Erica yeah. as kind of the shield. And now that, yes. you know, I think Erica's finally stepping back because she doesn't have to be on the defense now that a lot of the legal stuff is being settled. And then Rinna's gone. So there's nobody to hide behind anymore. That's true. I agree. So that's going to be interesting to see how Sutton sort of develops this season without Rinna. Kyle, I'm bored. I'm bored of Kyle. I've enough. I can't like what's her storyline every season is oh Mauricio is cheating we have this every friggin season what else last season we have a we had a little bit of the Kathy stuff yeah I don't know uh, and um Dorit I like her but she's boring yeah and the thing is, Doree wasn't boring when she first came onto the scene. When yes. she first came on, she was scrappy and she was hard and she wasn't afraid to fight. And, you know, but again, I think it's because she was a villain for so long. And, like, you can only take it from the audience for so long, you know, when they beat you up and rip you apart and, you know, paint you out to be the villain. And I think she had one good season, which was the Brandy and Denise season. And once everybody yes. started to love Dorit, then I think she was like, oh, I like this. I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to give fashion yeah. looks. And I'm just not going to, I'm not going to get into it as much anymore because, you know, it's just not worth the audience heat. And I think as an audience, we're killing these shows more than the housewives are doing it because a lot of them were willing to come, you know, and give us all of it. Like Kyle used to give us a lot too with her sisters and the drama with her sisters. And I feel like that's the most compelling is, is the three sisters, Kathy, Kyle, and Kim. Cause that's real. That's organic. That's, real. that's why we're fascinated by it because that's not produced. 
that's what I These think are relationships. That's what I think made Beverly Hills the best of all of them is it had the money, it has the lux, it has the glam, it has the scandal, it has the drama, and it has the family dynamic. Like Jersey's great because Jersey's the family, right? Mm. Atlanta's great because Atlanta's the drama. New York is great because New York is wild and crazy and fun. And they had they go on crazy vacations and get drunk. You know, so they all have something different that they bring. And I feel like Beverly Hills just kind of brings it all together because it's the money it's shot beautifully there's a little bit of you know the women that are actresses that are famous that we've heard like their names that we've known before that I think there's just a lot of 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 pieces that Beverly Hills brings that takes from other franchises that makes them great but I feel like we're just reaching the end now yeah I mean Beverly Hills is the dynasty of the franchises it is Glitz and glamour. You've got it all in Beverly Hills. And that's why it's the most, isn't it the most um, highly rated franchise out of all of them? It was, yeah, most recently it was. was. Yeah, Yeah. most recently was. So we'll see what season, what this next season brings. Season 13. Zach, if you had to keep one franchise, say that Bravo says, listen, budget cuts, we don't want um, the, the housewives anymore. Which one would you keep? I would keep Beverly Hills. You would, huh? Mm-hmm. With a different cost or the same cost? Um, I would want to see some of the older cast members come back. Because I Lisa, feel like, for instance, not Rena. Um, uh, Vanderpump. I would be open to Lisa Vanderpump, but again, like mm-hmm. I don't want, but I want like the older versions of them mm-hmm. that weren't so. Like Lisa Vanderpump is so produced now, you know. Yeah. That I mean, she always kind of was, but I just feel like. You know, everybody's so on guard now and nobody wants their secrets exposed and nobody wants, and I get it, like, but it, it's not just for the sake of having your secrets exposed, but it's the way that it gets brought up and dragged out and made out to be bigger than it actually right. is that I think is is the challenge for these ladies. But I would say Beverly Hills. I do love Jersey too, though. Beverly Hills and Jersey are my two favorites. What about you? I agree. Oh, a good question. It used to be Roni. When yeah, but Roni then Roni died. Yeah. And then Roni died. Rest in peace, Roni. A hard, um, painful death, too. Yeah. I would hard. say oh, that was such a painful death. I would say the rebirth, since we're talking about death of Miami. Right oh. now, Miami. Miami's great. It is good. Love it. I don't love that they're bringing it to Bravo, though, and not leaving it on Peacock. I agree. I feel like if I'm we're going to build up Peacock, then let's build up Peacock. People will tune in for Miami. So keep it on Peacock so that you move us all in that direction because we're we're moving. We're leaving Bravo soon. But I get it. There's more advertiser, advertiser money on Bravo, and it's doing mm. well. So. Um, so as we wrap up this conversation, to pivot outside of Housewives and reality TV – I want your general reading for what's to come in the rest of 2023 that we can all collectively take with us moving because now we're halfway through the year. I'm also now just what five or a few days, three, four, a few days away from turning 30. I'm, I turned 30 this Thursday. So I'm like, this is a new decade for me, a new era for me. But we're also halfway through 2023. We're in June. So now we're moving into the rest of the year. Is there a, a collective message that you can leave us with? Yes, many. And I've been talking about them on my channel as well. A lot of predictions as well. So here's the thing. 
we are sort of, um, we've entered the age of Aquarius. We have entered Pluto's in Aquarius, hasn't been in Aquarius for over 250 years. Even astrologers don't know what to expect with that. Pluto is the um, the planet of death and rebirth. So that and that alone should give you a little bit of a clue of what's coming. So this year uh, in particular is going to be a very interesting year. A lot is going to happen financially, the economy, global economy. We already saw banks folding. Um, we're going to see stock market major changes too. We have Jupiter in Taurus for the next year, which means that the the um, generally the stock market and the global economy is going to change a lot. So we're going to start seeing more banks folding. I, this is not to panic people. This is actually sort of, you know, when um, like a birth, a birth is so super painful. I, I've had two kids and I birthed them naturally. And I can tell you it's the most painful experience. But at the same time, once you're the baby's out and you hold that baby in your arms, your life has changed completely. You forget about the pain. You forget about what you've been through because now you see the hope, you see the light, you see the love. This is exactly what's happening um, collectively. So 2023 is going to be the year where we're going through this birth. Okay. Just the, we're in the birthing canal. So it does feel a lot of people, cause I do private readings. So a lot of people, I can tell you when I read them, they also go through major, um, changes and transitions when it comes to careers. A lot of people want to change career. They don't want to have the nine to five. They don't want to work for big, companies, uh, conglomerates that take advantage of them, that they have to work. They're in a rat race. A lot of people are like, I want to be able to make some money, but I want to simplify my life. This is what is entering the age of Aquarius means. It means that now it's going to be more community-based. So this year, all everything that we knew is going to be toned down. As I said, institutions, governments, everything. Why? Because we are entering into a era where it's going to be very much community-based. We're going to, um, a lot of nomadic behavior, people are moving and will continue to move, whether it is back home or whether it is to a location that they feel a connection to and they want to build something, um, something new. Life is going to become a lot more simplified. It's become, it's come to this point. We as human beings, we have everything right now. We have AI. Everything is developing so quickly. We have AI. People are worried about what AI means. We've entered the age of Aquarius. That was, that was so predictable to happen that AI is going to become so huge and technology is going to take over. Did you see the new vision thingies of Apple oh, right yeah. now? So that's, that's the future. That's the future. So humans buy, a, because that's our nature, because we're made of energy. We emit energy. We, um, we vibrate on certain frequencies. This is how we connect. This is what chemistry means. This is when you meet someone, the chemistry that you feel is not necessarily sexual. It is the energies, the vibration. It means that your vibration with someone else is meeting on the same level, on the same frequency. So people as human beings, because we are energy beings, we're like batteries pretty much, right? 
So we will want to have that connection because we're losing this connection because of technology, because of the way our lives are. We're all so busy and we're all so stressed out. Make money, pay my bills, do this, do that, right? So this community-based society that we're going to be living in is going to be about helping each other. It's about helping the collective. It's going to be, let's come together and let's see how. I, you know, I, for instance, I love animals. I do a lot of um, volunteer work here. I live in Greece right now. I moved here two years ago. I do a lot of volunteer work because there is a huge problem. I love horses. I grew up with horses. I always owned a ho horses, et cetera. So for instance, as an example, I would be someone in this community-based society where I'm like, I'm going to take care of the stray animals or I'm the one. So I'll offer this service and someone else who likes to grow tomatoes or has hands or is good at, I don't know, like graphic design, whatever, it's going to be like a trade of services. It's going to be, this is where it's coming. It's, we're going to become a lot more grounded, okay? We're going to ground as a society and we're going to start purging, whether it is the government that we elected, we elected, Okay, because we keep electing the same old governments, whether we like it, we complain, we bitch about it, but we keep electing the same old people. Yeah. Right. Regardless where you live in the world, this is what it is. In some worlds, you have you have tyrants ruling, you know, so we're going to start purging, whether it is money, cash, because that's the root of all evil in quotes, of course, because we need money. And so everything, everything that we do everything, all the energy that we put in is because we want to make money so we can survive, so we can have nice things because we want the latest iPhone, because we want, you know, the latest Balenciaga bag. That's changing. So we're going to simplify our life. We're going to connect more to earth, to Gaia and to spirit. And we're going to become more spiritual. I see it, Zach. I get more and more. I have politicians that I work with. I have authors, I have different directors, movie directors, a Netflix producer. So these are clients, right? And they now, they, they told me that three or four years ago, they, they never could see themselves going to a spiritual coach like myself or an astrologer, whatever it is, a reader to get advice, to understand their life and their path. But now you see more and more people and they're open about it. Why? Yeah. Because they understand who we are, you know, who, who we are. We're anchored here because we're here. We're, we're not here forever, right? We're just, we're, we're guests here and we're just realizing that. Yeah. And so we will stop, stop taking things for granted. So 2023 is like ripping the bandaid and 2024 things are going to change. It's a lot of things are going to happen in the world that are going to shock you. And one last thing, uh, because I know you would, and I'm like, keep going and going. Like, I'm going to roll. The other thing is we're going to see a lot of extreme natural disasters this year. We've already seen it. We like wildfires in Canada. We have in Hawaii, we've got the volcano now, which is like, you know, um, why do we like there, we're going to see, I've predicted a lot of earthquakes, um, a lot of rain, um, a lot of natural disasters are happening. And this, why? Because the collective energy is changing. It is ri rising and earth is feeding that. Mm. 
So Earth is now reacting to that. It's purging, just like we are. Some of us don't realize that we do it. Interesting. A wow. lot, right? That's, that's a lot to take in. I know. So what, how do we how do we prepare ourselves? Is there any like Yes. You can prepare yourself. You don't have to meditate every day. You know, you don't have to change any much in your life. But what you can do is spend five minutes or 10 minutes, whether it is in the morning, if you're a morning morning person, as soon as you get up or at night before you go to bed, if you're a night person, and just spend some time with yourself and just appreciate and really look around you and see what you've got who you are, what you've got, what has been offered to you. And I don't mean material stuff, but what is happening in your life right now that is helping you move forward. The other thing that you can do to help yourself is positive thinking. We are magnets. We're batteries, batteries and magnets. How does manifestation work? Manifestation works because what you do is you manipulate the energy that you emit in order to throw out that magnet and attract the thing that you want to manifest. You're never going to do that if you're negative. If you don't believe that you're going to be successful, you're going to have, you know, you're going to earn 100K or 200K a year. That's what's going to happen if you don't believe it. But if you believe it and you keep a positive mindset, the power that your mind and you as a human being has is incredible. People have worked with the law of attraction, with manifestation, people that I do coaching with and we working with. They've told me that within a few months, their whole life changed. Even when the shit hits the fan, you you just don't see it like poor me it always happens to me oh my god you know why i can't like what is it it always happens to me no you move past it you're like okay thank you universe is giving me a challenge why why am i going through this challenge am i supposed to learn something through this about myself or about my life or about my path you think of it that way and you'll move move past it very very fast and then you'll be able to start manifesting, attracting. It sounds easy. I know it sounds easier, but it's all mindset. Yeah. It's just changing your mindset and being aware of your thoughts. Your thoughts have a lot of power, a lot of power. You know, that's why, for instance, I tell my kids, we're not allowed to say the word I hate. Mm. Never say I hate. We, I never say I hate. That's such a negative and bad word. You hate. How can you hate something if you, oh, let's say I hate I hate boiled eggs. Do you hate them that much? Do you really hate boiled eggs? Or is it that I'd rather not eat boiled eggs because I prefer omelet or I prefer scrambled eggs or I prefer poached eggs? That's the way of thinking. I'm giving you a very simple example, but it's the same. I hate my ex-boyfriend. No, let him be. You were with him though. You hate him now, but you spend all that time with him. So obviously- When you got together with that person, it means that you you two were attracted to each other. You had something to share and now you hate him. No, never say that. That's negative energy that you're putting out. Appreciate the good times that you had together and appreciate that now you're free, that now he has set you free. Now you have an opportunity to explore whatever is next, to find the next great love of your life. Exactly. 
Absolutely. Like you, Zach, you're going to find the next or the love of your life. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine it happens right around your um, your 30th birthday? Just saying. I mean, I don't know about that. Well, listen, I don't know. <laughs> I'm... I'm open to anything and everything the universe brings me because the universe has always delivered and I have a really, really good, grateful, fulfilling life right now that I'm very grateful yeah. for. And so I open and invite anything that the universe chooses to bring into my life because I know it is ultimately for my greatest good. And I believe that. Absolutely. See, and this is what I feel um, with you, that's why I told you this when we had the reading as well. I feel now you're welcoming. Now you're ready to welcome love or to welcome someone in your life. I felt that up yeah. until this point, you weren't ready. You might have want, you know, you know, might have like convinced yourself, I'm ready. I want to because I want to have like a partner and blah blah blah. But you weren't really ready. Now, picking up your energy and feeling you, you are. So the right person is going to come along. I know. It's I'm exciting. I'm exciting and terrifying at the same time. Oh, stop it, you Gemini. <laughs> oh my God, Geminis are like commitment. No. <laughs> oh, I'm committed to myself. And especially if you've got Taurus rising, because you said you might have I Taurus, think it's Taurus rising. Yeah. I mean, you thrive in a relationship with a with the right partner, someone who balances things out, because you're a Gemini. You're all over like your your mind just like moves in different speeds and different spaces. Yeah. You're extremely resourceful. You're creative. So if you have someone who grounds you a little bit and sort of balances things out, you'll see how you'll, you'll thrive through that relationship. Interesting. I never thought of that. I always thought of a I'm relationship. I'm right here. I, so. <laughs> I always thought of a relationship being the opposite and it would take me away from, you know. No, that's why I'm saying the right person, but I feel now you're more open to it. So you will attract the right person. Usually in something else to help your listeners is that a lot of people come to me and they're like, I've been singles for so long. And I want, you know why you've been single so long? Because you A, you haven't worked on yourself. You haven't mm -hmm. healed. You haven't worked at all on yourself. So everything is blocked and the universe is like, I'm not bringing anyone in because you're going to waste that. You're not going to gain something from it. It's not going to help you right now. Right. And the other thing is that when you, it, it's always the right person. It, it's like people who have commitment phobia. And there are a lot of people out there, especially the Gen Zers. We know commitment is something that doesn't come easy. The, 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 the Gen Xers, for, for instance, they were like, ah, you know, we want commitment. You yeah. know, we want someone along the line. But, and I'm generalizing now. But especially people who are commitment folks, they the reason why they do not attract the right people, and this is sort of like it, it it creates a pattern, right? So you don't you attract people that are wrong for you. Why? Because you're not ready. You're blocked out. You're like, yeah, I do want a relationship, but I don't really, I'm not ready for it. Mm. I'm not. I haven't worked deeply on myself for that. So you keep attracting the same old, same old, and then you're like, damn it. You know, I'll stay single forever. Girl, <laughs> sit down, do some work on yourself. You know, put love, bring love in. How are you expecting someone to love you if you don't bring that love in? And if you don't, when you love yourself, you emit love. So you attract love. Mm. I hope that makes sense. It does. It does. And Good. I think a lot of people will be able to resonate with that. Um, 
for everybody listening right now, can you give your social handles where they can go and support you and 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 keep up with you? Of course. So I'm on YouTube. I have a channel. We also talk about pop culture stuff. We talk about all the Bravo stuff. I do true crime. I do um, lightning readings for free for my listeners and members so they can call in, ask me a question, etc. I'm on Instagram and TikTok as Femme Tarot. My handle is Femme Tarot all over. So you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And then if you want to book a private reading with me, you just head on over to my website, www.femtarot.com. And um, just use the booking form there and I'll get back to you within 24 hours. I love it, guys. Go support, subscribe, and book your readings with Fem Tarot now. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the internet, or you can keep up with the podcast at No Filter with Zach. And be sure, if you haven't done so yet, I'm going to see you this Thursday at the Bourbon Room celebrating my 30th birthday with Lala Ken. It is a No Filter night out at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood. Uh, If you're not in LA, you can get your live stream tickets now at NoFilterLive.com. That's NoFilterLive.com. And I will talk to you again this Wednesday. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.